We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on the ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I chose to wear number 99 in a beer league. And I'm Jordan Hanskin. I don't think that should be allowed. And Wayne Gretzky the- should be retired forever. <laughs> and this is the Locked On Sabres podcast. I did actually consider that. I'm like, I never see people wear 99. I'm just going to do it. I don't know what it means. I don't know why I want to do it. I know I kind of know why I want to do it. I, I just want to see what happens. In NHL 21, I gave that number to Nathan McKinnon. So I don't Did know. You? I didn't know you could anything. do it in the video game. Well, in, in like ultimate team, you can change Jersey numbers. And I think mm-hmm. I had another guy that was also 29. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't want to have two 29. So I just gave Nathan McKinnon 99. Oh, okay. Um, and he so still you think has disrespectful? Disrespectful? No, it's, it's, it's definitely cocky. It, it is <laughs> cocky. It's That's definitely right. cocky, but I don't think it's disrespectful. It's actually like paying homage. I would say. That's but, I I, yeah. I like that point. I always like that. I, that's why I it's hate like Mariano Rivera wearing Jackie Robinson. It's like it's like a it's it's paying mm. tribute to like a, an all time great. Um, it's a big tribute to live up to though, because you can't suck. You you have that. to be good. You have to be Mariano Rivera. You have to be, <laughs> you, have Mar- to be you have to be really good. <laughs> right. You're not gonna have Chris Davis out there wearing 42. That's not no. gonna be allowed. Um, Look at you naming obscure baseball players. I listen. I I was I'm surprised I even pulled that. I'm like, okay, I'm about to gonna have to name a bad baseball player, and Chris <laughs> Davis popped into my head only because I remember him having that like. 1000 hitless streak whatever crazy number it was it wasn't that big that, um, but that guy also like hit 40 home runs in a season so. right right so it wasn't completely <laughs> he's just a boomer bus guy yeah um all right two things on today's episode one ryan miller we did not get jordan's thoughts on him announcing his retirement last week and i know jordan was a huge miller fan like many of us that grew up with the sabers in the mid 2000s late 2000s so i want to talk about miller a little bit and also i did not discuss his potential for being lifted to the rafters so that was going to be a debate that i think we have for maybe forever given how likely it might be or might not be that he makes it uh as a retired number so that'll be something to talk about and then Tom Wilson with the Washington Capitals. I mean, holy cow. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. In fact, we're going to do that now, and we'll save Miller for the back half of today's show. So if you didn't see it, go look up the video before you listen to the rest of this, this, this segment here. Because Tom Wilson, who has a reputation for doing some dirty things in the NHL, dirty hits, uh, hits from behind, you know, he'll be the guy, he'll do the Marshawn stuff too. Like take a little extra shot at you behind the play when the ref's not looking, stick between the legs, whatever. Like he's, he's a, he's kind of a guy, a hit, a hit guy and a dirty guy or like a, a an instigator guy all wrapped into one. And he's also a pretty darn good player. Like he's a good goal scorer. He's good in Washington's top six with those playmakers. Um, He's in the news because he in the, uh, their game against the Rangers Monday night. There's a bit of a just a, a dust up after the play. The puck has been covered, and nobody's really like 
fighting. Nobody doesn't seem to be all that heated. In fact, the Rangers have their top line on the ice filled with a bunch of skilled guys, uh, Artemi Panarin and Pavel Buchnevich. So Buchnevich is like kind of near the goaltender and he's got a capital behind him. Tom Wilson like takes his head. At least it looks like on the video, especially when you slow it down, he takes Buchnevich's head and he like puts it into the ice and then he throws a little punch I don't know if he hits or it looks like he kind of misses, but he throws a little punch after and then everything just explodes from there. So let's start there. The actual act itself, taking Buchnevich's head. um, I know it is slow motion, so it's a little bit different. But when you first watched it and right now, like, where are you at on, on this whole sequence? The part that like I've seen like scrums in front of the net where it looks like pretty ugly, like the guys are definitely trying to hurt each other. You see it more in playoff time um, mm-hmm. where like the, the scrums in front of the net seemingly are after literally every single whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, it was like, he, he slams his head into the ground, which is bad. Cause it's like, I mean, you could, you mm-hmm. could kill somebody. You could, you could break his neck and stuff. Yeah. But like the thing that made it even worse to me was just that second, like that second shove that he gave like you can definitely tell that he was trying to hurt Buchnevich. yeah and i think that that's like that's my biggest problem with tom wilson is like it's one to hit and it's one to like he just doesn't seem like he has any respect for like opponents like mm-hmm. he's like try he tries the he doesn't try to hit you to like make like a hockey play he tries to like hurt you and like that, that I, that's my biggest issue with him. Um, I expect them to, to drop the hammer. Um, I think that he's, yep. he's gotten the hammer before. Um, even in like preseason games, he goes out there and tries to light people up. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a difference between what he does and what Marchand does. Like Marchand, I think there's like a method to the madness. Like he's yep. trying to get under your skin. Like, but Tom Wilson, I don't think there's like, that's I don't think that's getting under somebody's skin. That's like literally trying to hurt somebody. Right. And that that's I think there's a big difference between the two. Marshawn's annoying. Tom Wilson is like at times Filthy. sadistic. Yeah. Right. Sadistic's a great word to use for him in this moment. And then after that happens, that play, then Artemi Panarin, you know, just being like a leader and like just being a good teammate. Um, he's not trying to fight or anything, but he jumps on Tom Wilson's back to try to get him off. Uh, of his teammate and Wilson gets up and he starts initiating and engaging with Panarin and there's no ref near him. And actually Jordan, can you see this video that I'm, I'm watching right now um, that I'm sharing with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, I'm, I retweeted it from my Twitter account at sneaky Joe sports. It's a, it's a different camera angle of Wilson and Panarin engaged after this original sequence where Wilson has slammed Bujanovic's head into the ice. And this is another dirty play, like in the same minute. He's looks it looks like again, it's slowing it down, and you you can kind of get in trouble when you do that. But I don't think I am. I don't think we're overanalyzing it here just because we're in slow motion. But it looks like Wilson is pulling Panarin's hair with his left arm, his left hand. He's punching with his right hand, and then with his left foot. It looks like he's slew footing Panarin all in one motion. It's like it's like a it's like a dirty player cocktail. I don't even know what to call it. Like there's definitely a better name than that. Um, and it causes Panarin I like that. a dirty player cocktail. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny. 
a Matt Cook t- cocktail might be a good good name for it. You got to name it after someone. And it causes Panarin's head to hit the ice. And actually, it twists his leg to the point now where Panarin, the Rangers are saying after the game, they think he might have a torn MCL. Like he's going back, like he's got, he's having an injury evaluation right now. Um, and who knows, he might have a concussion because he doesn't have his helmet on at this point either. Um, so like I, you mentioned it, like, I wonder if they drop the hammer on him here. I think they should drop the hammer on him here. And this is someone who has kind of defended player safety in the last couple of years, because I do think they've strengthened their punishments and they haven't gotten a lot of credit for that. But this is, this is like, you got to drop the hammer. I think you have to do it here. I mean, this is a repeat offender, repeat, repeat offender who has done two dirty things in one sequence, both I would think with intent to injure, I don't. I think I don't know. You you can tell me if that's right. And then the second part of this would be, how many games do you give him? And this is the big question, and I'm sure Washington will wonder this. Uh, do you give him playoff games? Because right now there are the, the the Washington Capitals have four games remaining. If you wanted to give him a ten game suspension, would you spend him? for say the first round of the playoffs, maybe you suspend him for the rest of the season. I don't know what to you is the right punishment for this, this specific guy doing these specific acts. I think it has to be some playoff games. Um, he's gotten 10 before, hasn't he? He, I, let me look it up, but I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he's gotten like, he's gotten the big, the big swing from the league before. Uh, and he very he clearly t- hasn't changed his game. He got a 20 game suspension in the 2018 season. Was that the, that might've been the preseason hit. Um, I think that's right. No, November yeah. 13th. Okay. So no, no, maybe... sorry. You're right. It wasn't the, it was in the preseason, but Gary Bettman reduced it to 14 on November 13th. <laughs> I don't know what the, what they're really thinking with this. Um, he got yeah, suspended I, I, seven games last month. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so, I mean, the guy has to get it. It's just more of the same. Like, if you watch that video um, on on uh, Joe's on Joe's Twitter, mm-hmm. um, he just is – it's just so reckless and with, like, total disregard for, mm-hmm. like, his opponents. Like, it's just – it's so different than, say, Shea Weber – hitting Henrik Zetterberg into the boards in a playoff game. I remember that one pretty vividly yeah. where it like, it would look <laughs> really bad. Cause he like hit him like right on the edge of the, where the boards. <laughs> it was like class. a wrestling. It was a wrestling move. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but that is like, you know, like, you know what Shea Weber's trying to do. He's like, it's a heat of battle. He's trying to stop this guy from essentially making mm-hmm. him look silly again. Whereas Tom Wilson, like the Panarin thing, he's like, <laughs> It's just totally, it's just a totally different thing. He's like in the middle of like fighting him and he just decides to slew foot him. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so different. Um, I think with, with stuff like that compared to, you know, maybe somebody gets a boarding call or hits somebody hard, like when their backs turned, I, I just think it's a little, it's a little different because one's like an attempt at a hockey play and the other ones are just yeah. not nothing nothing to do with the sport at all i think your point is a very good one i think like a lot of these are attempts at hockey plays i'm not sure though that the shea weber one on zetterberg was an attempt at a hockey is that a bad example i'm i'm watching it right now i mean let's watch it together here let's react to it from (laughs) the the other this angle this angle right here 
This is the one right here. Let's let's watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> otherwise, I think you're right. It's the one example maybe not to use there because he literally, literally the worst. Takes example. his head. He takes his head. And he <laughs> slams it. I know we shouldn't be laughing at that. Also, well, but he's he turned out okay. I think. Mr. Jay Weber. No, Mister Zetterberg. Zetterberg. I think Zetterberg yeah. turned out all right. Yeah, but, he um, turned out okay. yeah. So. I don't know what my brain was doing there. Um, no, I know what you mean. I, I, I know what you were going literally for. the example <laughs> that actually fits more with Tom Wilson yeah. line of line of uh, style. Okay. <laughs> and then final thing here, <laughs> let's just take a look at what the Washington Capitals tweeted. And again, you can find this retweeted at Sneaky Joe Sports. It is that new like meme that's going around with like the. It shows like, oh well, this is what this head is. This is what the body is. This is what the skates are. The head, they put sheesh. The body, they put rent-free. And then the bottom, uh, in little writings, is the best goal scorer in the league. The Washington Capitals did this. And, it, and the, the caption was, at Capitals chooses. And then it was check check mark with violence. I mean, that tweet, by the way, has been deleted. Because check mark with it, violence. Yeah, like, of course, of course it can. Like, what are the cap? <laughs> who runs the Capitals Twitter account? Who thought this was a good idea? Uh, I mean, it's got to be like a kid right like it's i like think so 20 20 something year old guy who thought it was like a funny tweet like oh this is a viral trend uh let's, and then let's his boss do something came in like dude like dude this guy's about to get suspended 40 he games is, he, that he's down. trying he's trying to kill people out there <laughs> right there they're literally like marketing his his murder, murder. And the, 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 the yeah. thing that makes it the worst is the checkmark violence i know <laughs> it's the kicker checkmark <laughs> violence i mean holy cow what a, oh, this, what a this, this website's free and this sport is, is something else this um, is ridiculous all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Ryan Miller and whether or not his number should be in the rafters and a couple of memories from Jordan, uh, one of our favorite players growing up, uh, who retired on last Thursday. That, th- after this, on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, Client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W E A. A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. This episode of the Locked On Savers podcast is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, 
Mother's Day or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter for myself, at JR Hanskin for Jordan. We're approaching the offseason. We're kind of already in offseason mode. We've kind of been in offseason mode for months at this point. Uh, (laughs) Things that I'm sure we'll talk about throughout the months. Um, if you want to keep coming back to us as the Sabre season ends, uh, Sam Reinhart, what his contract's going to look like, whether or not he signs a contract with the Sabres, what his future might be. Um, Don Granado and whether or not he will become the permanent head coach of this team, who else might be interviewed, who else might be a candidate. Um, and then, of course, uh, I'm assuming the way this season went, that Jack Eichel trade conversations is going to consume us. Uh, throughout the months that uh, that follow the season, plus NHL draft stuff. The lottery's on June 2nd. Um, not that I care a whole lot about where the Sabres pick, because I've seen five different guys go first overall. I'm sure me and Jordan will each pick a guy, and then we will act like we are experts in that player, and then um, we will be very upset when they don't draft our guy, kind of like uh, when the Reinhardt, Dreisaitl, Bennett draft kind of happened. I think that's the last time I got that way about a draft, though, to be honest. But anyways, that's to come. Jordan was not here for our Friday edition of the show the day after Ryan Miller announced with the Anaheim Ducks that he would be retiring at the end of the season. Miller has played since then in his final home game for the Ducks. I'm not sure. I've not seen whether or not he's going to play any more road games. He had a cool moment where the the LA Kings hung out after the game. After they lost 6-2, to Miller got the win. And they all shook hands with him. Jonathan Quick, Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, a lot of guys Miller's played throughout the years. So that was a cool moment. Um, But Miller's career is over. He is the last player from the 2005-2006 Buffalo Sabres and the 06-07 Sabres to play in the NHL. You've still got Derek Roy and Yuri Novotny that are playing overseas, but Miller was it. That's like the last guy from the teams we grew up loving and grew up watching. Um, and it had me thinking about a lot of specific moments, a lot of underrated moments, like the Briere save, uh, in the first round in 2011, the glove save that he makes to cap off a storybook ending to the, the brawl game against Ottawa. Um, the save he makes on Miroslav Shatan to end the Islanders season in 2007. It's like a hashik going back behind your back save. Um, there were just a lot of moments Miller had that were, not like they don't come right to mind, but he had so many great moments as a saber. He was one of my favorite players. He wasn't my number one favorite player, but I'm not sure anybody disliked Ryan Miller. Like he will go down as one of the most, if not the most beloved saber ever. I think for sure. Um, I, he's easily one of my favorite sabers. Um, and I think what we've learned, um, as of late is that, man, we were spoiled with goalies for a long time. Um, and Ryan Miller was the main reason why we had Hashik for so long. We had Marty who was solid. And then we ended up getting Ryan Miller who there was, there was a point where he was the best goalie in the league. 
Um, and I think that the thing that I'll remember is the the spectacular saves that he had um, combined with Jenneret at his finest. Um, mm-hmm. Miller, Miller just had a great name for great calls with Miller time and all that stuff. Um, I think though, there's one, I think is like a stick save cross the crease, kind of like Hashik like, um, but yeah. And he had that signature thing where he wins the shootout with the glove and he like, <laughs> he is like carries the puck out. He like holds the puck up. He holds the glove up, up high and then like tosses the puck away. Um, just like a lot of, a lot of cool stuff with him. Um. Yeah, it's the best mm-hmm. Sabres teams that we've watched, and he was the starting goalie. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard to not take those memories away. I mean, he was also like, he was the Vezina goalie, and it was the best Team USA. Like he was the reason Team yeah. USA made it to the gold medal, and like that was just as exciting. Miller playing awesome. The best player on Team USA is the Sabres goalie. Like, there's so much to like about Ryan Miller. When we come back on the Locked On Sabres podcast, is Ryan Miller a Hall of Famer? And is his number deserving of being in the rafters? That's right after this. A word for Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast, Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Does his number, though, winningest American goaltender of all time in the NHL, by the way, that's worth pointing out, winningest Sabre goaltender of all time, Does is he worthy of the rafters? Should they retire number 30? Now, I will point out one thing that John Vogel from The Athletic pointed out this week after Miller retired is that Lena Solmark, who wore number 30 in Sweden, wore number 30 growing up, wore number 30 in the Swedish Pro League, wore number 30 in the AHL for the Rochester Americans. He got to the Sabres and wore number 35. And Vogel pointed out that I'm I'm not sure that's not a coincidence. Like the Sabres might have plans for Miller's number 30. 
who knows, right? Um, maybe they don't, it, but maybe that's just the thing. Like, eh, it's it's too it's too soon. You know, it's still only you know five years after one of the best players in franchise history left the team. Um, but there is a discussion to be had. Like, is Ryan Miller worthy of the rafters? What what would you say to that? I demand it. I think he has to be in the rafters. Uh, one, I just think teams should have more rafter people. Like, I think if you mm. if you have a lasting impact. Um, but Ryan, I mean, he's the winningest Sabres goalie of all time. And it's not like he was, like, just played for, for forever. Played a lot of games on other teams. Yeah. Like, he, he was just really, really good. Um, there was a point where he was the best in the league. Um, and I think that that matters too. Um, is he Hashik? Of course not. But he was, he is a Sabre great. I think he definitely classifies as a Sabre great. Um, mm-hmm. And reason why not? Like, I mean, he didn't make a cup final, but it's, I wouldn't say it's his fault that that happened. No, I don't think it was his fault. A lot of unforeseen things. I think he propped up a team. He, he single-handedly, you could say he single-handedly won a division title. Right. <laughs> like, That's right. Single, like, <laughs> by himself, literally won a division. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was awesome for so many years. Um, mm-hmm. when, when the Sabres were high-octane offense, he was still really good in that. But then when the offense went away, the Sabres became like one of the best offensive teams in hockey. And I think that Ryan Miller is the main reason why. I think you have to put that number up. I, I think I, th- I think I agree. I think I agree. I, I, when he first retired and people were saying on Twitter, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd be so quick to do that. But I want my era of hockey, the 0506 Sabres, the 0607 Sabres. I want that represented. And there's no one else, I think, that's going to get up there. I mean, you could make a case for Thomas Vanek, who's like fifth all time in goal scored, but that ship has obviously already sailed because Rasmus Dahlin is wearing number 26. Um, so Miller's like the guy. There's no banner for 0506 either, right? Like there's no banner for, to me, what is, again, I didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s, so this is tough for me to say, but I think it's the greatest Sabres season ever, the 0506 season. And there's nothing up there to signify it. And I know Miller's banner would probably be blue and gold. Um, actually, it definitely would be blue and gold. And, you know, you would see the years go like 2003 to 2014. But that his name up there, like that would be just a, a sign or it would be a symbol of that team. Just to have one guy up there um, would be something that I would like. And then last thing real quick. I was kind of floored. I was stunned that. My co-host from Locked On NHL, Tom Gazzola, who covers the Edmonton Oilers, I brought up with him, uh, like, should Ryan Miller be in the Hall of Fame as a talking point? Because I thought that he would be on the other side of it, especially, you know, Canadian hockey guy like Ryan Miller. He might not he might dismiss the American uh, born NHL record a little bit. But no, he was like, no, he's an automatic like Ryan Miller is going to be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. And I was like, whoa, like I was surprised how strong he was about it. Um, Miller is 14th all time in wins in the NHL. That's just above Dominic Hasek. And if you look at the guys above him on that list, the only ones not in the Hall of Fame, Chris Osgood's right above him. Osgood's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, but Pat, other than him, Curtis Joseph, there's been talk recently that he's going to be in the next year or two. Henrik Lundqvist is still active, so he's going to get in it soon. Roberto Luongo is going to get in at some point. 
And Marc-Andre Fleury just passed Luongo for third all-time in wins, and I imagine Fleury is going to get it also. So, Jordan, like, I think Miller is going to be a Hockey Hall of Famer. How does that sit with you? I mean, I think he should be, too. Um, the I American mean, record these, is a thing. You see some of these guys. You see some of these guys that are getting in there. Um, like, yeah. they love that. And I think the Hockey Hall of Fame, this is just a, me just reading into it. They love that international stuff. Like, they love yeah. it. And yeah. Ryan Miller had maybe the best internet in an Olympics of anybody ever. Yeah. Like, he carried did. that team. That was like, it was him and what? Brian Rafalski. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the perfect name to use for that. Um, he loved six game, six goals in six games heading into the gold medal game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he was awesome in the gold medal game too. <laughs> like, right. They would not have 60 been in that shots game without him. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that coupled with the fact that he is, is that all time American. Yes. Uh, the winningest American born goaltender yeah. in NHL history. Yeah, all-time American wins. Um, the the one thing that he doesn't have is the cup. The cup. Too. He just doesn't have the mm. cup, but it's like, you mm. know, some guys just don't get one. Like, right. <laughs> it just happens. Like, Hashik, it took him forever to get one. He's the best goalie of all time. Yeah. That's right, Patrick Waugh. That's right, Mighty Bruder. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah, right. Like, that, they, I just think the only thing that's missing from his resume is something that he had very little control over. Right. That's a good point. Um, and yeah, I think there will be plenty of people in USA hockey that will be pushing him to the hall of fame because of that American born record. So to have USA hockey in his corner, um, I think is going to help push him over the top to get in. So, all right. Kudos to Ryan Miller. What a career. Uh, and it's it's kind of sad, right? Isn't it sad to look up and be like, everyone from our favorite team is gone? You know, they were already gone from here. But, man, it just it sucks how long it's been. And um, it's you, you feel old. I did, do oh, feel old, just, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just, that, that's the sad part. Of well, it. we'll see. Well, Finneganoff might come back to the KHL. He did not play this year, but he didn't <laughs> officially retire. So I'm wondering if that's COVID-related. So I think Max might be back in the K uh, next year. He, I think we have going. to call, we have to, bring back Yuri Novotny just for nostalgia. Yes, and Roy. Well, actually, you know what? I don't need Roy back. Let's bring him back. <laughs> I, I just wanted Yuri Novotny because it's just such a, like, a, right. like the most <laughs> obscure one of the, the, the bunch. Right. Probably the most obscure player on the entire team. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> oh, not, not remembered right. for anything. He's remembered for being traded. <laughs> that's sad. Well, did we have... We had to insult Yuri Novotny on our way out here. Uh, uh, that's I how wasn't we're going gonna... <laughs> to insulting him at all. I was, no, I I was did, being I kind to him. I know. I don't know why I had to. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us on the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. This has been the Lockdown Savers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.